G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. Checking out on this week's political agenda, Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the ACL. Dan's back with us. Dan, welcome along to 2020. Pleasure to be with you, Neil. Hey, Dan, let's start with the March for Life uh, held on the weekend in Brisbane. Uh, Thousands of people in that march. Uh, What were your impressions? Well, as always, Neil, this is one of the better events that we see across the country. Uh, We see this in a strong way in Western Australia, Victoria and uh, Queensland. This march happens every year uh, so that unborn babies uh, are not forgotten from the policy agenda uh, of, in particular in this case, the Queensland Government. So, you know, we, there were wonderful people there. Obviously, um, Wendy Francis, our acting CEO, Senator Matt Canavan, uh, the former Senator Amanda Stoker uh, and others. So uh, a terrific time. And, uh, you know, I think it's always the case that if people are going to get involved in any activism, uh, possibly the best thing they can do is get the children out, get the pram out, head down to these marches because the government is looking the other way, but when the streets fill up with these people, it means a lot. And, um, you know, I know Wendy Francis was particularly um, keen uh, this time to highlight the importance of uh, and the value of people with Down syndrome and how a recent um, backflip by the government um, basically confirmed that someone with Down syndrome um, wasn't a burden on society and didn't have to be deported. So uh, that was a great theme she brought out. But, um, yeah, there were thousands there and, you know, there are no other organisation and this is, a you know, the work of um, Cherish Life, Australian Christian Lobby and others. Uh, no one else gets this many people in the streets. So, um, yeah, wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. Another issue that's about with the abortion debate, Dan, uh, telehealth abortions, uh, do you know yes. if that what that sort of thing was addressed by any of those at the rally? Um, I expect it was, and this is something that's very concerning to us all, and particularly I point out to the listeners that uh, on Friday of this week, a few days' time, uh, all the Attorney Generals are going to meet to determine whether telehealth can be provided by Zoom. Um, you know, basically, you know, let's have a chat to this uh, uh, expectant mother, yes, let's provide the medication to her. She can go down to the chemist and get it, or maybe we'll post it out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is a, a hot issue uh, in uh, Queensland and federally. So uh, we would love people to go to the ACL website and they will find at the top there uh, the um, uh, petition to sign to go to the Attorney General's. We have uh, 2,178 signatures we're trying to get to 5,000 by Wednesday and then we'll, we'll provide the, uh, these uh, top lawmakers uh, with this petition. 
acl.org.au and I'll give that uh, that web address at the end of our conversation because there might be a number of initiatives that you can uh, put your hand up to support on a day like this. Hey, you're in Canberra, Dan. Uh, let's stay with the state of Queensland though. Some developments yeah. here because yeah. uh, the Queensland State Cabinet this week are uh, going to be talking about legalising prostitution. What are your thoughts here? Well, there's been a lot of work put in, certainly by the um, by survivors of prostitution who have visited members of parliament, and um, there's been a delegation, a number of delegations, uh, led by Rob Norman, our New South Wales director, uh, bringing in survivors and those who've been adversely impacted by prostitution, just to hear uh, how harmful this uh, work in commas is. And uh, what we've seen over the weekend is that there's something to go before Cabinet to be signed off to approve sex work like any other work, like, you know, work, um, you know, in a cafe. Uh, and uh, to see, to take away the stigma is how the Attorney-General puts it. Uh, but, um, you know, she would do a lot better, frankly, to look to protect these women uh, to, um, you know, effectively... Um, decriminalise the women but prosecute those who go and buy sex and prosecute those who are uh, pimps, which is basically someone who's acting as an agent uh, for these women who makes most of the money. Uh, They're the broker, as it were, uh, and these are nasty people. They need to be prosecuted. And uh, these vulnerable people in prostitution, mostly women, uh, need to be given funding for pathways out to, um, you know, other uh, careers uh, real careers. So um, uh, we uh, were aware of this uh, breaking news over the weekend um, and um, obviously our state uh, director there uh, and our uh, local campaign organisers will be engaged in getting the message uh, that this is simply not acceptable. Um, it's unfair to treat women in this way. A significant development too, Dan, because this equality model or the Nordic model, and we've been talking about this for many years now, uh, it's now been adopted as an LNP policy in the state of Queensland. Is that the case? That is the case, and uh, that's fabulous. It's a great point of difference. And, you know, uh, I suppose in Queensland, unlike most other states, there's no upper house. So if the government has the numbers in the lower house, uh, that we know, you know, they wish to decriminalise prostitution, uh, then there'll be no way of, um, you know, the upper house stopping it. But yes, uh, many, many uh, jurisdictions that uh, value women, particularly, uh, you know, I suppose the Nordic countries uh, and Japan and South Korea more recently, um, say no, um, we will not allow women to be exploited in this way. Uh, but for some reason in Australia, that goes against the, um, you know, the current um, uh, left-wing ideology. And but you know, no doubt, you know, there are many uh, feminists uh, who would who will stand alongside the Christians and say, no, this exploitation is wrong. And they work closely with us, so that's that's a great thing to see. So let's hope this uh, initiative uh, of the Queensland government fails. 
plenty of big issues around right now, aren't there? Let's get uh, an insight or two from the Australian Law Reform Commission report that was due to report on Friday last week. Uh, There's been a deferral to the end of the year. Uh, This is a pretty important report, isn't it, that that is, is being considered right now? Well, it is, Neil, and here's the thing. The... We had a high-level tip-off during the week, probably around about Wednesday, that the long-awaited report about how um, you know Christian schools would be allowed to continue to operate uh, on you know was going to be shelved basically till the end of the year. And I think the implication was, well, look, we've got the voice to focus on, so we can't do two things at once. Now, of course, that's absurd. Um, but what the government, I think, is really afraid of is that uh, the initial or discussion paper, as it were, of the Australian Law Reform Commission said things like um, a a Christian school uh, has to employ a teacher uh, who may be LGBT uh, and has to allow that teacher to express their views, their uh, pro-LGBT views. So, um, you know, they they were to be given voice to not just, okay, this is a Catholic school, this is Catholic teaching, on sexuality and marriage, um, but they were, according to the ALRC, to be empowered to say, oh, look, I'm, I'm gay married, uh, and this is what that's all about, and, um, you know, we need more, um, more of this. Now, what the government was fearful of was that um, a report would land last Friday, which, which is probably written, I assume, Neil. It's already completely done. I'm sure the government's seen it. But they didn't want that to land and create uh, a fuss with the Christians, with the churches, with the Catholics, you know, the the, um, uh, the large organised Christian groups. They didn't want that fuss ahead of the voice, so they kicked it into the long grass. So um, that uh, had a little bit of an eerie feeling about the way that the Morrison government um, put off the religious discrimination bill to the dying days of the last term of Parliament. So there's a bit of a sense that the government is like, oh, wow, this is too hard. Uh, this will be next year. Well, we're getting pre- pretty close to an election uh, next year. And, um, you know, the government has told us we will have a religious discrimination bill. Well, you know, when will we see that? But, um, you know, full marks to all of those who have raised concerns with the ALRC. Um, thousands of wrote in submissions protecting Christian schools. And I know in the last few weeks, many of our... Um, supporters and volunteers across the country have been visiting their Labor uh, MPs, um, parents and students as well, making the case. So well done to those people. The government's got a fright. Um, and uh, at this stage, uh, Christian schools are free to employ only Christian teachers and to regulate the conduct of students uh, in the school so that there is no um, you know, lunchtime Mardi Gras. The schools can still say no to that on the basis they are a Christian school. Well, in some sense, it may be a concern that it's been bumped back to the end of the year because at the end of the year, everyone goes on holidays and it's a little bit like uh, there's a certain numbness about uh, whatever new things might be discussed. So it might have been a better time to engage if it was middle of the year right now, but uh, we shall see what happens at the end of the year. Uh, Just before we move on from that, there's all sorts of recent polling about what Australians think about Christian schools and their right to employ people who will share their ethos. Any thoughts on on how 
the overall uh, surveys have gone for Australians here before we move on, Dan? Well, I think the most credible survey was in October of last year, which showed that 77.8% of Australians support the right of a religious school to employ teachers and staff who support the values and beliefs of the school. Well, you know, that's a lot of Australians in a um, you know, pretty secular country. Um, and, you know, like, sure, Christians agree that Muslim schools should have the right to employ Muslim staff. I mean, it's um, very much live and that live. You basically have um, um, most of the people, I'm talking about the Christian school sector, who send their children there are hardworking, aspirational uh, people, not wealthy people, uh, and they, uh, they fight for this. And, um, you know, those parents overwhelmingly support this right and their, their voices are being heard. Let's talk about The Voice. It's going to be an ongoing conversation this morning. I'll have some Christian Aboriginal leaders talking about The Voice uh, from their particular perspective. But the ACL has made a submission on The Voice. Uh, where do you stand, Dan? Well, we did make a submission on Friday and uh, submissions were actually open for two weeks. So, so follow, following the announcement of the voice legislation by Prime Minister Albanese, there was a two-week window to make submissions, which was incredibly small. But I think it it shows us something about the rush to get this done and the um, uh, not wanting to allow a lot of dissent on it. So, look, we've made our submission. Neil, we have um, uh, resolved to deal with it in this way. We do support the recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in the Constitution. Uh, we su- support recognition in the preamble, and we, we have done that repeatedly in a number of submissions over the last decade. However, this voice proposal we have several concerns about. Uh, many of the Constitution is going to bring a lot of problems and a lot of lack of clarity. So we're very concerned about that. And... We say the the government, instead of focusing on this voice, should focus resources on actually closing the gap uh, in relation to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander life outcomes. There are many, you know, real and pressing issues, particularly in health and education, that need to be closed. I think it's disturbing, Neil, that the government has set aside, or the government's plan has set aside in the budget, $60 million for the voice and just how that could be used to actually change the lives of Indigenous people. Um, you know, it's, it's something that's um, money that could be better used. So, you know, we, we accept that Christians can have a view either for or against the voice, but it does seem that there are significant concerns to be overcome, and uh, the real issue needs to be the, uh, the closing of the gap. And... May I say this, Neil, we, we are pleased to see Jacinta Price appointed the Shadow Minister for Indigenous Affairs because I think that will, at the very least, um, enable you know, a definite debate between the yes and no campaigns. And, you know, Peter Dutton, uh, you know, taking a no position, uh, at least it, it, it sort of enables uh, two sides of the Australian um, um, policy, if you like, uh, you know, to, to air the different views, and that'll be, that'll be helpful for everybody. So, so far as the ACL at this point, uh, yes, a recognition in the preamble, but 
there ought to be a focus on resources, on those practical initiatives to close the gap. And there is a couple of weeks window by which you can make a submission. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, we'll, I'll give the ACL website if there's a link. Hey, Neil, that is actually that is actually concluded. That's concluded now. So the, okay. Yes, the uh, that that was Friday close of business. So um, we we did get ours in, and that's why we're sort of free to speak about it. And uh, but yeah, the government has uh, been very narrow on the capacity of people to contribute to the debate, as it were. Okay. Uh, One really quick one. Uh, Time's running short, but uh, a very disturbing development, I might say. Assisted suicide via telehealth. Uh, Just quickly on this one, Dan, what ought we be following along? And uh, there's some action to take here too. But what's happening with this proposal? Um, At the moment, uh, to talk about suicide over the phone or the internet is illegal. And that's a Commonwealth law. And um, the state attorney, attorneys general who have euthanasia are nervous about that Commonwealth law because perhaps doctors who talk to their patients by Zoom about euthanasia or assisted dying um, are breaching that law because they're actually talking about suicide. So these nervous attorney, attorneys general are asking the federal attorney general, Mark Dreyfus, to repeal that Commonwealth law. We say that law exists for good reason. Um, Zoom will never pick up whether someone's being coerced or whether someone has decision-making capacity. And so we have a petition online. Uh, We are seeking 5,000 signatures to get to these attorneys general, um, hopefully on Wednesday uh, or Thursday at the latest before their meeting on Friday. Well, a lot of substance in the things we've covered in this short little while. Dan Flynn, always appreciate your great insights. So just being able to frame those things that are happening right now and from the Christian perspective, which we're uh, all very, very thankful for. Uh, Let's point listeners to the Australian Christian Lobby website. A number of initiatives you can do something about uh, from wherever you're listening today, uh, you can participate acl.org.au whether it's uh, one of those uh, e-petitions or uh, who you might contact in regard to some of those issues so acl.org.au Dan Flynn who's Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby Dan, thanks so much for a great update today on 2020 That's my pleasure Neil, thank you Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.